0: Hello guys, welcome here to another edition of Sunday Morning Tinkle God, I, I gotta tell you, on the audio side, I hate the updates they made to Anchor um, So, for those on audio, I apologize for the thing actually coming out late Because it's just, ever since they did the update it's You gotta verify that it's done when it's done uploading, submit They're like, come on really like just let me submit it while i'm uploading it it'll submit at the end it does not on youtube it lets me do that but now you have to wait for it to finish uploading before you can verify it so i apologize and sometimes i forget that and then i realize it two days later when it says draft so um but the good news is i have it on my phone i hope you guys subscribe to it too on your phones so you know when the new episodes come out because otherwise you're like me and you're wondering when did it come out but anyway uh, yeah we got a lot to talk about today I'll get things started Um, let's talk let's talk about them Chargers a big win against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Um, I uh, it's one of those where I just say moral victory, but I just got to say, Jason, I told you so, because you picked the Chicago Bears when we went through last week. And I always Joy, keep... I you I did. Was... You did. And yeah, I... Totally. Oh, all right. <laughs> and I always keep the receipts, so... Just wanted to mention that. Um, they're still in danger. Um, that's just nothing... To me... No offense, it's like the Bills' first few wins. They're moral
1: victories. That's all they are, unfortunately. Yeah, right? I mean, to be truthfully honest with you, I mean, if I did go with Chicago, I mean, I guess I was wrong. I could swear i remember saying something about Chargers, but wouldn't shock me if Chicago won. But if I did go ultimately Chicago, um, <laughs> I, I guess I could eat my words honestly on that. Um, Bad Jen looked... Kind of terrible in that game. Not gonna lie, he looks like the best
0: quarterback on
1: the roster, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think him and Levis are probably the two better options for both the Tennessee Titans and the Bears. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the Chargers, they're almost as inconsistent as the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's saying something. I hate to say
0: the Steelers back into wins. The Steelers like will still come out nine and eight. I guarantee
1: you. So weird, honestly. I mean, I just. I I see a lot of bad things for both teams. So, if somehow the Chargers keep Brandon Staley out of this year, could could be possible, could not be. Mm -hmm. I know we're not going to really get into that topic because I know what you. Say about it. You've been very vocal about it, and Get then the fuck out. There uh, you go. That's what I say to yeah, him. Yeah, of course. Um, but if, if he sticks around, I would think that there needs to be some kind of changes to the offense, if not defense, just to help win this help this team win games. Because this team's a lot better than a three win team, and not gonna and not gonna lie, there. There's too much um, talent on this roster, and too much money spent. Everybody- Right. And there could there could be a lot of inconsistencies from um, Herbert. Yeah, but I think the whole team in itself needs to come and play like a team. I get it that play calling could be this, play calling could be that. We see it a lot from a lot of teams that should be a lot better than what they are. In terms of the Chargers, it's just a tough go. I think that the data has got to play out the season and see how it's going to go from here. Because, I mean, they're not technically out of the playoffs. There's still a lot of games left. I mean, this is what, we're heading to week nine. So there's still, what, I, I guess like eight more games, if, if, I correct, if I count that correctly. Actually, no, not eight more. Well,
0: we don't have a buy. We don't have a buy left. We already had our buy, so...
1: so I guess there's what? There's a good amount of games left for Chargers. So, I mean, if they're going to turn around, they got to do it um, mm-hmm. heading into next week's game. Uh, wait, no, actually, this week's game, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah, they, it's this they week's. Should So, they really got to start turning it around if they want to head into the playoffs. And if they don't, I think that it's going to be a long off season of making a lot of changes.
0: Yeah, and I think it's you know, you
1: know, it's
0: we don't have a window. I don't think, cause I don't think we've been anywhere close to good to be in a Super Bowl window. But we're a team that spent so much money, spent so much, like you know, just invested so much in trying to chase the Chiefs, and we should not be two games behind them in the division right now. Right. No. Now with the money we spent. And we shouldn't have lost to him with all the money we spent. But, you know, the 12th man for the Chiefs always wins the game. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, the
0: guys in stripes.
1: That's right. right. Um,
0: <clears throat> but, anyway, i hey. got to talk about this. Um, I feel like this story is very big. Um, Bobby Knight has passed away at 83. Um And, you know, of course, former uh, former Indiana Hoosiers coach, uh, former Texas Tech coach before he retired after the 08 season, Um, 906 Mm -hmm. wins, sixth most all time Um, at, you know, up until like the mid-2010s, he was the winningest coach in college basketball. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and of course, Known for being quite the hothead, of course, throwing chairs on the court. Um, He was known for that. So, (laughs) um, I'm going to miss that, you know, because we're never going to see that again. Call it what
1: you will, we will never see that again. Probably just a different era. Nowadays, you know, people see that, they're going to like, you know, lash out and be like, oh, he should be fired. He should be, yeah. you know, lashing yeah. out on the court like that. Yeah. Well, nowadays, so, like, players
0: are soft. They, they don't want soft. to be bossed around. Well, that too. That's the whole issue. But there was one quote that he said that really, <laughs> I mean, of all the things, I mean, and, and this one's perfect after he just passed away, but One time at Indiana he gave a speech And it said When my time on earth is gone And my activities Here are past I want them to bury me upside down And my critics Can kiss my ass So I I Look forward to seeing him buried upside down So that way all his critics Can kiss his ass And I will tell you (laughs) that personally I hope to be buried upside down Now so that way all my critics, all my haters,
1: can kiss my ass too. I mean, hey <laughs> That'd be something. I mean I, I feel like it's gonna be tough to bury somebody upside down like that, especially when you're stuck <laughs> well, in he a doesn't have to breathe. the breathe. But have to hey. get
0: morbid, but he's not gonna be breathing. What does it matter? It's not hey, like hey, if I lay hey, flat on my hey, face on that bed hey, right hey. now, I ain't breathing. I got new <laughs> Like there ain't no way I'm be able to breathe, um, unless you know I turn my head to the side, but right, um, it just goes along, and I'm I, I got to list all uh, another quote that I like, um, I believe um Muhammad well, the late Muhammad Ali said this, um, I'm so mean I make medicine sick, <laughs> so. Nice. Um, It just goes right up there with that. Among the funniest sports quotes I've ever seen. Probably the top one now. I can't believe it took till just now to figure that one out. And rest in peace um, to Bobby Knight. I know he went to Indiana in 2020. He uh, did not look good at all. So I feel like this was kind of expected. But, you know, 83 years, he was a great college coach and um, prayers to his family for that, and, and of course um, our condolences to them for the big loss. With that, though, let's uh, let Jason take over.
1: Yeah, Um. there were some high points and some low points from this game, and I'm not going to talk about the low points. I'm going to talk about the high points. I'm going to say that, Uh, Buffalo does beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18 last Thursday. Looked pretty good in the first half. I think they were able to get the ball moving and were able to spread the wealth on offense, which was nice to see. Defense, um, I mean, they were able to sack uh, Baker Mayfield three times, but again, it shouldn't be coming to the last possession of the game to decide if they're going to win or lose. And it just, I, I don't know, I mean that game could have easily been a loss because if Chris Godwin knew that the ball was coming him with him and if you could if you see the picture that ball was literally that close if everybody's watching on YouTube and anything else that and on, the know, Spotify really, cuz Spotify
0: we have video now
1: right that's how close it was to being a game loss a, a, an, an L for for Dub, for Buffalo yes they ended up being a, a you know, a W, but it could have easily been a loss, because it was actually a perfectly thrown Hail Mary to Chris Godwin, and Chris Godwin didn't know that the ball was coming his way until the last minute, and it was already, you know, last, you know, already gone way past out of the end zone, and, you know, they lost the game by that, but, um, Buffalo looked good offensively. I will say that they got it going in the first half, which was nice. And I talked about it, that if they're going to be able to really, you know, show that they can win these games, they got to get hot and going early. The, th- the one thing I would like to see change is this that defense. And it kind of goes into my second point here, that Buffalo Bills – Uh, trade for a a couple key pieces on the defense. And of course, yes, Leonard Fournette is one of the ones on the offense. Give or take, he might get some snaps and share with James Cook. But let's talk about the defense. The defense has been kind of struggling, got some pieces injured. I mean, Tredavious Wade is out for the rest of the year. Matt Milano uh, supposedly out the rest of the year but I really do think that he's going to be coming back soon there was a picture of Matt Milano and posted on social media with a picture of him on the side um, in the game it said soon so I would think that maybe there's a clear thing that he could be coming back from the fractured leg sooner than expected. It might not be a season-ending injury, but again, I don't think he would be acclimated right away, maybe by, like, I would hope by the end of the year, maybe, heading into playoffs, that he could be back. But one guy that might be huge, because, again, uh, Tredavious White's been hurt, Daquan Jones hurt, Matt Milano hurt. Uh... Buffalo trades for probably one of the best clutch corners since 2021. Has had, uh, I think it's six interceptions in fourth quarter or um, overtime since 2021, which is actually the best uh, for any corner in the NFL. And Rasul Douglas which um, Packers fans are partially not happy about it. I, I mean, uh, we, we know a couple of Packers fans, and they were very fullful about it. <laughs> um, and then also, Linval Joseph, yeah, that might sound familiar. He actually joined the Eagles last year, helped them get to the, the Super Bowl, and and was able to be a great run stopper. Something that Buffalo needs. I hate to say it. They're, they're going up against a lot of great running backs, and I think that he's somebody that can possibly help uh, Ed Oliver beef up the line a little bit. So I, I'm grateful that maybe these can be some good moves for defense and kind of offense going forward. But the real thing is, like, is these the right moves, the right pieces for Buffalo to possibly help this defense and go up against a lot of these top guys? Because as a late, it just – doesn't look like it's the same Buffalo team after losing Matt Milano in that game against Jacksonville. It just we haven't really seen that same Buffalo Bills team. I like, get it that you know those three wins were against Washington, you know, the Raiders, and oh, I'm trying to remember the last team, but I can't. Uh, in in Miami too and and they kind of been up and down all year so i I don't know what you think about it
0: they've been escaping with wins i mean and i i i emphasize escaping i mean yeah they have you know none of them i mean the dolphins is really the only proving win of the year or the only quality win of the year rather um to be honest i mean uh Jones is going to be a big pickup for you guys, or that's or it's Jones you got in the
1: secondary, right? Douglas and um, and Linval Joseph are yeah. so Douglas is the one that's in the secondary. He's yeah. going to probably oh, be Raul playing Douglas. alongside. Yeah, my mistake. Uh, I got names up. It's been a long. Eventually, week. Linval Joseph might be starting uh-huh. defensive tackle alongside Ad Oliver. So. Again,
0: um you did mention Rasul Douglas is the one that Josh Allen called trash, right? We were talking yeah, he was the, the one that
1: said you effing suck right to his face yeah. in the game last year. So between the Packers and Bills. <laughs> uh,
0: I think Bill's social media should just um mic him up during practice. Josh you know, when Josh throws a pick to him, because I guarantee you it it happens in practice that he throws picks to the defense. Well, yeah, um, probably. So when he throws one to Douglas, I would love a mic'd up Josh Allen and a mic'd up Rasheul Douglas. And I would love to see Douglas go up and be like, You fucking suck! With the big grin on his or do face. I-
1: suck still. <laughs> Can <fucking> suck now. <laughs> no, no, you gotta tell him he fucking
0: sucks. Just for the laughs, just for the laughs. You
1: gotta dish it back. Course. Make him eat his own words, you know, but he got uh, asked about that from the game last year, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? It's just a business. It's, it's trash talk. We're kind of yeah. over it now. It's like you have
0: to. No one's better than Philip no. Rivers, though. At trash talk, but um, but no, I think those moves are good, um.
1: I mean, I'm hoping it's I, something that might help the team out. Because, I mean, it hasn't been ruled out that Quan Jones or Matt Milano are going to be out for the rest of the year. Yeah. They, I think they are on yeah. IR, but I don't think they're on season-ending but, IR. So they could very well come back. And if those pieces come back, mm-hmm. I think that sky is the limit. Of course, you're not going to get Tredavious White back. And that's sad. I would love to see him back. Mm-hmm. But, again, I don't think it's something you want to rush because oh, it's a season ending oh. injury itself. You're not gonna be like Aaron Rodgers who could come back as soon as like yeah. uh, <laughs> like next week. Who
0: knows? Oh, but yeah. um but going back to that of course this you know of course I think this game's going to be the real test for the Bills at this yeah. point. And the Bengals are hot. Yeah. Even though they haven't beaten an AFC opponent yet this year.
1: They're heating apparently up. apparently they haven't won on Sunday Night Football either. But honestly, I think it's going to happen. And we'll talk about our picks yeah. too when it gets to that time. But I, again, it's a yeah, tough was, game.
0: When I was looking for media's worst take of the week, they said this is a double must-win for both teams. And I couldn't agree more with it. I think it's going to speak a lot about what each team has. Because I think, you know, not without spoiling my pick and even trying to give it away in any sense, if the Bengals win, I feel like it proves they can still do a deep playoff run. Yeah. If the Bills lose, I I think there's going to be a lot of fears of one and done. Um. If the Bills win, Probably. you know, y- you question oh. divisional again, maybe AFC Championship. I don't think we're at Super Bowl talk. I I just don't think this team is Super Bowl caliber
1: right now. And just just to let you know, too, with this game, is that there's very big divisional aspects and aspirations because right now, I hate to say it, as much as uh, Cincinnati's been hot, they're currently dead last in their division. And that division is... Well, already it's, hot, right? Now. I
0: mean, last in that division with everybody over five hundred
1: isn't exactly a bad. Thing. No, it's not. I mean, that I would think that the probably the AFC North is probably one of the better AFC divisions right yeah. now. Not gonna lie, because yeah. anybody could win it. I mean, exactly. Uh, the Ravens have been looking hot. You have the Steelers who are in second place. You have. Cleveland and Cincinnati. I mean, I mean, all four of those four. teams have been proven yeah. that they can win games and look hot. So, honestly, it, it's going to come mm-hmm. down to the last exact week, I think, between all four of those yeah. teams. And the Bills and are second, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And those are one that's game one, back. This is a very important game. And mind you, mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin. There's a possibility that he could be suited up and playing for this game. And this is the first time he would be here since his cardiac arrest. Yeah. And that would be cool
0: to see, obviously. But but what I was going to say is the Bills are one game back. If you guys are watching the premiere, which I know not many, if any, people watch our premiere when it comes out at 9, but we're 10 minutes away from game time for the Dolphins. So, we don't know if they're going to win or lose against the Chiefs, and based on the way the Chiefs played last week, again, picks coming up soon, but um, there's a good chance the Bills fall two games back in the division, and it's going to look very bad. I mean, because we've got, what, we're on week nine? I mean, Yeah. yeah, the Dolphins had a December just collapse Last year, but I, I just don't think you can bank on that this year. I think you fall two games back in the division. You might as well just say, "Okay, we're fighting for a wild card at this point," because that's, yeah, number one, you you're oh, I mean, you've lost two games in your division, so that's not going to look good in the head-to-head tiebreakers. And number two, you haven't beaten a quality team, and the Bengals to me you're going to be battling them for a wild card because of the Bengals' slow start and how hot the Ravens are. So right. it, it's just, then you start questioning, you know, are we battling for the fifth seat or are we battling for the seventh? And that's not going to be a good argument right there. So, I mean, I, I'm just listing out the worst case, you know, Preparing Bills fans that are watching this for the worst, so that way hopefully they can expect the best.
1: Yeah, so. I mean I I'm already like I, I'm I'm expecting a loss. I really am, but um, hopefully I'm I'm wrong. It'd be nice, but um, but I tell you, Skip but, Bayless, man. <laughs> yeah, but real quick, um, man,
0: yeah. Yeah, actually, well, let's go to Skip Bayless. I lost my train of thought. It's been a long week, like I said, guys, so. Right. That's why my voice sounds shot. <laughs> um, but um, uh, Skip Bayless, of course, he still insists the Chiefs won the trade for Tyreek Hill, even though Tyreek has um, over 1,000 yards in eight games. A yeah, thousand yards in eight games. He's on pace for two thousand receiving yards, and frankly, could steal some MVP votes. So, yeah, the Chiefs won the Super not Bowl. not going to happen
1: in terms of MVP because no, again, he's going to steal votes
0: from crucial players.
1: Well, yeah, he might. I mean, a four. Fortunately, the MVP is a a quarterback award. And, and as much as it pains me to say, nowadays, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I can really even tell you the last time a non a non quarterback has won the MVP. To be truthfully honest with you,
0: and Jason, I've been very fair with you about the MVP race this year, and mm-hmm. that I think Tua's leading right now. I think there's no question Tua's leading at this point. Now, Lamar Jackson. Josh- Lamar Jackson yeah, is top three. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, but Tua's sure. leading the league in passing yards. He's he's had a few rough games, so I think it's a close race for number one. Mm-hmm. So before you jump down and say, oh, why do you have to, you know, what's Tua number one? He, what has he done? Um, I think it's close right now between Tua and Lamar. But, man, like, Jalen Hurts is there, too. I think it's those three quarterbacks right now leading this race, if
1: I'm not mistaken. But- Honestly, I mean, I think as as much as, like, he probably shouldn't be, but I think he, sh- Josh, probably should be somewhat kind of in that conversation because, I mean, he's been, um, his completion percentage is the highest between all the quarterbacks right now. I think his Lamar, is like, is 73 right? points. No, Josh. Josh Allen's has got the best completion percentage in the NFL at, like, 73.2 through, like, but eight he's games. been but on
0: some rough stretches, though. Yeah, he has. So and I, he's, I can't even really put him in that. He's a lot
1: of picks. Like, every single game, I think, this year, he's thrown at least one pick. Yeah. I mean... I think he's got, like, what, 17, 18 touchdowns no. and like, eight no. interceptions no. or something like that. Yeah. So... Now, we're not going to no, talk it,
0: before we go to skip bail or before we continue with the Mia's worst take of the week. I don't think there's any denial and I'm sorry you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody in this AFC that I think can take this award away from Tyree Kill and that's offensive player yeah. of the year. I'm sorry. He's won it through 9 weeks. You might as well just concede it. I mean, it's, it's Diggs isn't coming out of nowhere to Derrick Henry's not coming out of nowhere. It's it's Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, you know, that's kind of the you know, like the, you know the Tyreek Hillers deal I feel with
1: like it. AJ Brown is kind of like, well, AJ's gonna maybe win maybe it in I, the I, NFC probably. Is, is it AFC NFC? Offensive yeah, player
0: here? I think so. Okay,
1: I was gonna say then. I was going to say, A.J. Brown is definitely making a strong case because that man has been averaging mm-hmm. over 120 yards through, like, six straight games. I think he's got it for the NFC. But, that dude's a beast for Eagles. But, um, but going back to as Skip's As far as thing. this trade goes, I think it's kind of beneficial for both teams. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs mm-hmm. did win the Super Bowl and their receivers are kind of all right and they've come to their own... But honestly, the Dolphins have benefited the most from Tyreek Hill because that man has helped them a lot this year. And Tua has been looking good. I mean, this is just help. Like I hate to say, it, if Tua was healthy last year, this is the same kind. This is the team that you would have seen last year if they stayed. If he stayed healthy, they would have won a division. I think they would have been good. Hence, why with Tua being hurt, you know. To it being healthy through 8 games so far you can definitely clearly tell that I mean Miami is looking good at the yeah. top team yeah. in the AFC right now and I mean they're right there with Kansas City honestly looking pretty good but
0: I'm going to say this, of all the worst takes we've done since introducing this segment, this is by far nowhere near the worst take I've seen. But it's still uh,
1: one that you're like, really? Because... I mean, if we're talking about teams that won Super Bowl, maybe so far the Chiefs, but... But that's so
0: one-dimensional. There's, you know, so many other great impacts that have been had from this. So, I mean, it's like Skip is just looking at it one-dimensional. He's not looking at the full picture of, you know, the Dolphins were nowhere near competing with the Bills before he went
1: there. I will say this now. Say, like, okay, say, like, yeah, this is the worst media um, take of the week, but say Kansas City actually did give him that contract extension, because he actually was, um, I, I don't remember what exactly was happening, but I think he was like holding out on purpose to try to get a contract extension, but then they ultimately traded him anyway to Miami. Say like, Kansas City wasn't stupid and they actually gave him a contract extension he was looking for. That would have changed a lot of the aspects of Miami probably wouldn't be as good as they are right now without Tyreek. I get it, too, is good. He's a great passer and stuff like that. But you have to ultimately think that and without a Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle would be your only top receiver on that team. And they probably would have still been good with Jalen Waddle, but Tyreek Hill definitely helps that offense to a different level. And I think if Tyreek Hill would have stayed with Kansas City, they would have even been even yeah. more dynamic because then you have Tyreek Hill and then you have Travis Kelsey on that offense. Yeah. And yeah. you know how good he. You know, they were with Patrick Mahomes throwing yeah. the ball. Yeah. But I guess it's, I don't know, I think it's more beneficial for the Dolphins than it is the Chiefs. So Skip Bayless, again, you, you talk so yeah. much out of your ass, it, it, I don't even know what to believe anymore. I just hate yeah. to say it. <laughs>
0: I feel like rings aside, and if you look at it from a 3D lens, yes, the Chiefs won it from the Super Bowl aspect, um, but the Dolphins won it in just how much growth Tua has had in the last two years. Now, again, Mm -hmm. the concussion year last year, but this year going and making that leap to MVP candidate, Who's to say the Dolphins can't compete with the Chiefs for this AFC? They very I mean, well could. I mean, you know, Honestly, I, I don't know if they're the top team that's going to go to the AFC championship and to the Super Bowl, but who's to say that, you know, based on this trajectory that they've been on, that they can't do it? I mean, it's just... I mean, if
1: they can beat good Teams in the playoffs, I can't see why not. Yeah, I but, think this yeah, is the test it, it, this morning. This, yeah, it yeah. has to be. It has. This has got to be the test, and if but, they can get past the but, test, the sky's but, the limit.
0: But it's a different test than the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals because the yeah, Chiefs for... haven't beaten a good team yet this year, and they also nope. just got spanked by the by the Broncos last weekend. Nope. Um, which, yeah. By the way, runner up in the um, tinkle on this category, the Chiefs or the Broncos playing Taylor Swift as the Chiefs walked off the field. <laughs> I know, that was great. Um, that was great. But, um, but Skip, you're not the worst, that was not the worst take I've ever heard, but it's it's probably the mildest one since we introduced this segment, but Boy, stop being so one-dimensional for a (laughs) 70-year-old fraud. So, (laughs) um, um, let's move on. Um, I want to talk World Series before we get to the the rest of these notes. Um, The Texas Rangers won their first World Series um, in five games,
1: too. That's crazy.
0: And let me just say... I didn't think
1: Arizona was going to be that... Bad heading into that World Series, but I think I guess the Rangers just wanted them more. Now, my favorite part of this, of course,
0: it's the Rangers' first World Series. Um, you know, it's fantastic, but the Rangers never lost a game on the road this entire playoffs. That's crazy. Crazy. That speaks volumes to how good this team was. And, you know, and to go into, I mean, granted, if you went into Tampa Bay, anybody's going to go into Tampa Bay and win that game. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw the crowd photos from Tampa for the first round of the baseball playoffs, Uh, but the top (laughs) sections were just empty, like (laughs) every other baseball stadium was packed. And Tampa couldn't even fill out the top sections, so that's
1: bad. And uh, Tampa's also another team that hasn't won a uh, World Series. I thought they did, but I guess they didn't win a World Series before. I
0: thought they had a chance, that's or cool. I thought they would have had one, but what do I know?
1: Um, but congratulations! But it was, it was like a list of six teams that haven't won one, and Texas Rangers were one of the six teams that didn't win a World Series. But I guess the the last next five is like you got the Colorado Rockies, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and there's like two others that haven't won one before. And I know the Rangers were one of those six teams, and now they finally won one. And um, Jacob DeGrom was also one of the ones that won a ring yeah, finally. And,
0: and you got to be happy for him being a former Matt. Um, mm-hmm. And he thought he had a chance there and he finally gets one one of the better pitchers in baseball um you know scherzer gets another one by the way scherzer a funny story of course he played his first mlb season in 08 with or he played in 08 with the diamondbacks of course yeah then and then he actually won the world series in arizona <laughs> yeah, where he made his mlb debut many many years ago so it's a full circle moment for mm-hmm. max scherzer um so I mean once again congratulations to Texas I mean again but their manager
1: too winning four World Series yeah four two. World
0: Series with different teams too I believe that's
1: crazy so it's, I mean um, but it's remarkable it's a feel good story all around you no know, it is and honestly I mean winning at home it is already tough enough to, but to do it on the road and being what undefeated on the road in the playoffs I mean that's a hell of a feat and honestly I think that's how they even won the World Series in the first place. I mean if you can win a playoff playoff games on the road and not lose on the road I mean shoot you're gonna win the World Series and that's what exactly happened. (laughs) So congratulations to the Texas Rangers I kind of had a feeling they were gonna win but I didn't think it was gonna be only at five games. I thought maybe Arizona was gonna somehow make it competitive but hey Congratulations, to the Texas Rangers! I mean, I I kind of I mean I kind of always I don't know why, but I've always kind of gravitated towards the Rangers for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe because they've just always been the underdog team, and I always seem to go after these underdog teams, and I always liked them. But it, it is cool to see them win a World Series. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about it. But who is uh, not having a very good uh, Cinderella story yeah. <laughs> is uh, the guy that we're going to be talking about next. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh McDaniels has been canned
0: by the Las Vegas Raiders, and this one I think came as a shock because I didn't expect it to happen till the end of the season. But Vegas proving yet again, Vegas is paying eighty million dollars to coaches that aren't
1: coaching their team. I know. Well, you know, it also didn't help that they signed uh, John Gruden to like a 10-year contract, so he's going to be getting paid for a while, regardless if he's there or not. It was like what a 10-year, uh, 100 million dollar contract, like 10 million each, each year. So I mean, they're going to be paying him out a while. Now they're going to be paying Josh McDaniels a while. I mean, I I just don't know. I mean. The, the case could be said like well if they had rich i I can't remember what his last name or botch his last name but well you know he was probably their best coach even though he was an interim coach he took him to the playoffs and then you don't even freaking end up bringing him back as a head as a, a a full-time head coach then you get rid of him and you bring in Josh McDaniels, and you think Josh McDaniels was going to be the best option for you. I mean, this man already got fired by the Broncos halfway into his second season. This is actually the second time he's been fired his second halfway through his second season by a team because it happened in Denver. Now it happened with the Raiders. I mean, Rich so, it
0: just proves he was the right choice for that team and now he's in green
1: bay and and look how good green bay is i hate to say it
0: (laughs) and i think this has to be the end of the patriot way being the only way to win a title and it's you know it's proof there i think though mcdaniels will land on his feet once again in um tampa or i'm sorry in new england but again we'll see
1: um Sorry. I mean, maybe as an offensive assistant, possibly because I mean you still have Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, unless he goes somewhere. I mean, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for what's his um, for Bill Bill Belichick resigning during the offseason, there could have been a strong case that he gets fired. Bill O'Brien becomes the head coach, and then you possibly bring him on. Back as the offensive coordinator, but fortunately, I just I don't see it happening unless somehow they make a, some role for him. Unless he's like a quarterback coach for Mac Jones, which could be possible.
0: It'd be the right choice because Mac Jones did better when Josh McDaniels was running the offense.
1: So, so true. So I mean, maybe like an exception to bring him back in as. But honestly, I think that it, the it, it's. The end for him. I don't think he should be a, a head coach over again in the NFL. Hate to say it. Sad part
0: is Robert Kraft might see this as a bailout now for the Belichick contract. True. As you know, he was supposed to be the head coach designate there whenever Belichick did step aside, so. Right. Um, we'll see. Um, I forget who's the interim coach now for the Raiders.
1: It's that linebacker's coach. Man, I can't think of his name. I, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, I'm going to look up his name. He's a linebacker's oh, actually, coach. It, I sent it to our one group chat, by the way. Yeah, so
0: it's uh, um, Antonio Pierce. Antonio
1: Pierce, yeah.
0: Um, but he's getting a lot of praise for getting the job, so another one that the Raiders will pass over once they, uh, start getting a run going, you know, another one they'll pass over and then sign. Oh, who who will they sign? They'll sign like the lions offensive coordinator. Who's going to do nothing for them. So, um, enjoy your <laughs> time. Antonio Pierce, because you know, you're going to get replaced. So just enjoy it. Um, But that's all I got for that. I apologize if I'm looking up at the TV, because my TV's right there. I got um, some of the championship races going on, of course, out of turn four. I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, I have to, you know, look up for that. Um, But um, with that, let's uh, take our picks. Let me uh, get the browser. Don't tell me I closed it. Am I stupid? There it is. All right. So, the game going on right now, Dolphins and Chiefs. Chiefs favored by a point and a half. I I mean...
1: uh, I might go Dolphins here, honestly. I don't know.
0: I want to badly, but they did not do well against Philadelphia. So... I'm gonna have to lean toward the Chiefs, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, you know what? Um I was gonna say, didn't Kansas City fly in late? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then I hate to say I'm gonna go to the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> Probably because of Patrick Mahomes' poor flu game. Yeah, I feel for him. He yeah, had the flu and couldn't play very well. <laughs> And, Ty- and Travis Kelsey had the freaking Taylor Swift blues. Um, <laughs> but I'm all uh, right. All joking aside, and I'm hoping you guys just like that voice crack. Um, Vikings and Falcons. Falcons favored by three and a half. No Kirk Cousins. By the way, forgot to talk about that story. He is done for the season. With the yeah, it's, injury. It's
1: the um. It's um. It's Hall. A rookie quarterback playing for the Vikings, too. Yeah, because uh, personally, isn't healed up yet. And Taylor Heineke will be playing. Desmond Ritter will be out because of a concussion. So it is actually two new quarterbacks that have never really played. Well, Heineke's playing for the
0: Washington.
1: I'm honestly going to go with the Falcons at home here. I think Taylor Heineke is going to help the Falcons win. Against the Vikings.
0: I agree. I like the Falcons here with the Heineke. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, Cardinals and Browns. I I think we're just going to take the Browns. Although you can't sleep on Arizona. It's still a possibility Kyler Murray starts.
1: No, honestly, I think it might be Toon that might get to start against instead of Kyler Murray. If it's Kyler, fine. But honestly... I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I think he's just slowly kind of holding out on the the Browns there. He says he's injured, but I don't know how injured he actually is. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I think P.J. Walker is still pretty decent for them. And I think he's going to be the one that's going to help them win the game in here.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go... Browns but um Lions or I'm sorry Rams and Packers Packers favored by three
1: I don't like that I hate to say it the Packers are just trash this year the Rams have been getting it going I mean yeah I know Stafford's not all that great either but I mean you got Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup so I think that it's gonna be the Puka show in Green Bay I'm gonna go with the Rams here
0: I'm gonna go Rams as well I think they're gonna turn around their luck Um, Commanders and Patriots, uh, Patriots favored by two and a half.
1: I don't like that either. I hate to say it. (laughs) Um, as much as I I would love to see the Commanders win here, I, am going to probably go with Commanders. I mean, I just don't think that Mac Jones will be all too swift against the Commanders. So I'm hoping, and also I'm hoping that Sam Howell has another big game. Because he just came off a big game against the Eagles, and it was a loss. But I think they can probably win on the road, honestly.
0: I like the Commanders. I think Sam Howell's proving week after week why he is the franchise quarterback here. Um, He's slowly starting to prove it. Um, So I'm going to go with the Commanders. Um, Bears and Saints, I think we're both just going to take Saints, right? Yeah. So.
1: I'm going to go to the Saints here.
0: Um, Seahawks, Ravens, Ravens favored by six.
1: By the way, this might be the game to watch on the 1 o'clock game. It's going to be nationally televised, too, which I'm happy about in our area. Um, But I'm going to... I might be leaning, honestly, towards the Ravens here. I think Lamar Jackson is playing in MVP form right now, so... I feel like they're...
0: Doing very well, so I'm gonna go with the Ravens as well. Um, Bucks and Texans. Texans favored by
1: three. Hey, don't sleep on CJ Stroud. I tell you that now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with Houston here. Don't let me down, Houston, because I, I think that Buccaneers are gonna get two uh, lose two games in a row. I think that CJ Stroud is gonna do well here, and I think the Houston Texans are gonna win. I think
0: they made the right choice at quarterback, but I I, I I gotta go with the Bucks here. I think the Texans have been too inconsistent, um. So I'm gonna go um, Tampa. Plus, they had a good game in Buffalo, almost came back. So not a reason to go with them. Uh, Colts and Panthers. Um, Panthers or Colts favored by two and a half, but um. Yeah, Frank Reich's coaching his old team against his old team.
1: Hmm. Got Gardner Minshew, who's meh, and then you have Bryce Young, who's a rookie, and it's kind of been bland this year. So, I mean, (laughs) I guess take him with a grain of salt here. I'm gonna, I might go with the upset. I might go with the Panthers at home. I
0: feel like I got to agree because not for nothing, Frank Reich's going to have all sorts of dirt to stop Jonathan Taylor and, you know, um, basically that offense. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, Giants and Raiders. Raiders favored
1: by two despite the coaching firing. I'm gonna have to go with the Giants here. I just don't trust Aiden O'Connell. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even know if Daniel Jones is coming back this week. I think he might be. I think it's. So I mean, I think it's, if it's Daniel, uh, it's a tough. This is gonna be a tough game to for for both of these fan bases, regardless. So, but again, I'm gonna go with the Giants.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Giants uh, as well. But it's a tough one. It's such a awesome. toss-up. Um this is the game of the week, I think, besides the Bills yeah, and the Bengals, the Cowboys that, and the Eagles. And the Eagles are
1: favored by 3. Um yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles, but I think it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. I think. Um
0: yeah i think the eagles are just so good this year i mean i think they're just next level good so i'm gonna go with the eagles but um yeah i think it's gonna be close so i mean the cowboys have proven themselves the last few weeks too so it'll be interesting uh, bills Bengals, cincy favored by two and a half yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. I hate to say it. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. I just think Burrow's... Yeah, I, I...
1: Right. I mean, I know. This is the first time I've gone against my team and I'm doing it. <laughs> and just... As well, I mean...
0: Not just the Bengals getting hot, but the Bills have just barely escaped a lot of games this year, so that's another reason...
1: Um, I'm hoping once some of these defensive guys get acclimated it will change, but who knows.
0: And can I applaud ESPN for the Monday night game? Because for the first time, they're going to have a Manning cast when the Chargers are playing on Monday night football. They have never held a Manning cast when the Chargers play on Monday night football. They'd always take the week off and, oh, we'll be back in two weeks. You know, so... I'm going to go, Chargers, Jets, Chargers favored by three and
1: a half. I don't know how I feel about that. Jets are just, I think I'm going to go with the Jets here. I mean, they've been kind of, I mean, I get it, they've been very up and down, but this Chargers team has been very up and down too. So I hate to say, I think that the Chargers are going to lose on Monday Night Football to the Jets.
0: I feel like, Zach Wilson's best games have been in prime time, too, right? This year? I think so. I mean, he, he it feels like he's shown up. He out.
1: Close to the Chiefs, I think, on Monday night. So, so I'm going to go with the Jets. I mean, he got the victory against the Bills the very first game, and that was prime time. I mean, he almost beat the Chiefs, but he threw a, a, a clutch Uh, He threw a pretty pivotal interception in that game. So, yeah, I mean, I would think that he his most pivotal, most, uh, his most, the best game so far might be on prime time. I mean. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets.
0: I just think they're, um like I said, I think just Zach Wilson playing well in primetime. I think that's just a lot to say about him. But I think it's going to be close. It's going
1: to see the Chargers win here because if the Jets win, Buffalo loses. You know who gets into second place, right? It would have to be those J-E-T-S Jets. So, I mean, as much as... So I want to roof the I feel like the Jets are going to get into second place here, and it's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Panthers and Bears. There's no spread yet, but another shitty Thursday night game.
1: Who's to say maybe the Panthers can get two wins and or three wins in a row? I see. I'm it. thinking I might go with the Panthers.
0: I see it, and I agree, for sure, Uh, Panthers here, so um, with that, let's get to our uh, tinkle on this, and it was close between the Broncos and uh, Jerry Jones here, but I had to go with the uh, Jerry Jones statement, Um, he says, winning a Super Bowl feels like the glory hole, wonderful analogy. Jerry you
1: see an old man. what are you trying to get at that kind of analogy? I just want to know. <laughs> he's
0: walking proof that he's walking proof that you should definitely um be forced to sell your team at a certain age. So <laughs> um Jerry Jones tinkle on this. Just terrible, <laughs> terrible analogy. Um, but with that,
1: um, what's coming up on No Final Bell? Yeah, we finally, um, MJF finally has become the longest reigning AEW champion. We, we definitely get to more matches heading into full um, gear in November. And, or later in November, I should say. And, and. Yeah, it's it's looking good into heading into full gear. We have also a new pay-per-view that's going to be happening in December called World's End. So it be interesting to see what's going to happen with that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, we got one more episode yeah. of Out of Turn 4 this week. So um final episode of the season. I keep looking up at the TV because the Truck Series Championship 4 is on as we're recording. Um, Corey Heim got dumped by Carson Hoshevar in this race. And those two are mm. battling for the title. So <laughs> there's going to be, a, not to drag Taylor Swift to this, but some bad blood at the end of this. If neither of them win. So um, that'll be fun to cover. Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek could be the guy, who knows. Um, will he cap off the season with the championship? And then later today, we got the Cup Championship. Um, Blaney's looked quick. Can he close the deal? You know, we're going to talk about all that on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, so tune in at 5 p.m. Eastern. Oh, by the way, happy Daylight Savings Time, everyone. So hope you guys enjoyed the one extra hour of sleep. Um, And yeah, so then tune in to No Final Bell on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern as well. And uh, we'll be back here with Sunday Morning Tinkle next Sunday. Until then, bye everyone.